Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding. And today we are going to be going over how to stop blundering in chess. And yes, this episode is going to be geared more towards beginners. Yes, the people who don't see the captures of their opponent. Yes, the people who still put their queen on squares where they can still be taken. I'm talking to you. So just sit back, relax, have a snack, and uh, yeah. Let's get into it. Next segment. We are to the next segment talking about how to stop blundering for beginners or in chess. Vice versa, whatever you want to put at the end of it. But the first thing you need to do is blunder checks. What are blunder checks? Well, you need to learn the thought process first. What is the thought process? I talked about this in my previous episodes, but let me explain. Just paraphrasing because it takes a lot more effort to learn about the thought process of finding the best move in a given position. But the first thing you need to do is look at all of your opponent's forcing moves. And forcing moves are basically threats, captures, and checks. And once you look at all of your opponent's forcing moves, then you got to look at all of your forcing moves and figure out the best candidate moves um, to calculate. And then once you figure out the best candidate moves to calculate, the third step, you actually calculate, visualize those moves. And then it's basically you do your forcing move or your candidate move, and then you figure out your opponent's candidate moves, their forcing move in that situation, and vice versa. You just keep on doing that until you figure out, okay, this is the line that I want to go to. And then once you figure out the line that you want to go to, then you get to the last step. And what is the last step, H1? If you don't mind me asking, the last step is blunder checking your work. Just like if you had homework, you don't want to just do it the first try and then don't double check your homework because let's say you give it back to your teacher and he's like, you forgot to you forgot to put your name on the paperwork i don't ever know who this was or you really thought that one plus one is three you don't want to be embarrassed like that or if you're doing an essay or you're writing a report in paperwork you don't want your boss or your teacher seeing grammatical errors in the paperwork because that'll be that'll be like you don't want them to think that they have to babysit you no so this is what you do in chess it's the same concept blunder checking making sure that what you calculated is not gonna if you do the actual move you shouldn't be surprised about what your opponent's gonna do next if you're always surprised about what your opponent's gonna do next after you do like a capture or a forcing move then you didn't calculate right first of all and then secondly like you didn't do a blunder check you gotta do a blunder check and you got to make sure the where you're putting your pieces are safe squares. And that's going to get to my second my second tip, which is recognizing safe squares. You got to recognize the files and the diagonals that your opponent's pieces are attacking, especially talking about bishops, uh, rooks, queens, definitely queens because they can move to a lot of squares. But the special pieces that you that you got to look out for are those pesky knights, those ponies, because they can move in a weird way, the, the capital L shape, right? 
watch out for those knights because you don't want to move your queen to a square and then realize oh snap the knight was already attacking the square so back to the first tip that i told you before you move your piece to a square make sure you know that your opponent double check if you know if your opponent can capture on that square but you should just be recognizing the safe scores before you even move any pieces and if you're playing a lot of blitz games and you're just trying to move fast then maybe as a beginner because this is kind of towards beginners and intermediate players you shouldn't be playing blitz or bullet games at this moment you should be playing rapid games so that you can get better at chess and then once you stop doing these type of blunders then you can get back on doing playing blitz games but until then you probably have to play slower games if you're feeling rushed in the situation you want to play the best moves when playing chess having fun is is good but if you're trying to take it seriously and you're going to tournaments a bad thing to do is to get used to playing fast and blundering and blundering your queen like at least make it where if you're blundering don't make it where it's a, a beginner or a simple blunder of just giving away pieces all of a sudden make like at least get to the step where you're blundering forks like you're blundering tactics or strategies things of that nature then those are more complicated things that we can work on together at this podcast but anyway the third thing i would like to say is practice with either playing longer i already said that wow yeah practice with playing longer games or um um wait a minute wait a minute practice man i got this notepad and I'm going through this outline just to make sure that y'all got all the information that you need to be a successful chess player. But yeah, play longer games. And I did want to mention a variant um, that you can play, which is loser's chess. Not a lot of people know about loser's chess, but let me explain. Loser's chess is basically whoever loses all their pieces wins the game. Let me explain. And in this different variant of loser's chess, you have to capture if you if you have the opportunity to capture. So for example, if I'm starting out the position with E4, right? Just stay with me. I'm just going to go through two moves. If I start out the position with E4, playing the white pieces, and my opponent plays D5, then I am obligated to capture that piece since we're playing the variant loser's chess. And if you keep on doing that, making sure you're putting your pieces on squares where they can be captured, then you can win the game by losing all of your pieces. This can help you playing this variant and you can play this variant on leechess.org. It might be called something else. Um, I know they sw- they probably switched it from loser's chess. I don't, I don't know exactly, but all I know is that I used to do this with my, um, the people I used to, I mean, I used to do this at schools that I used to teach at, the schools I taught chess at, and kids got it really fast. And when they get that concept, then they get the reverse concept of not putting your pieces on squares where they could be captured. So that might be a good variant, a good mini game for you to play with other people, your peers, friends, clubs, um, even online, just so that you can comprehend, okay, that's a square where I can be captured and I'm not going to go there. So those are just a few tips on how beginners can just stop blundering pieces all the time 
I don't want to see it anymore, especially if you're under a thousand rating level, you, you should be all up on this episode right now. I just gave you some heat. You can always repeat this episode if you didn't understand everything. But those are my three tips. Blunder checking, recognizing safe squares and recognizing squares that are being attacked too, and practice longer games. Then the last one is playing losers chess. That's a that's like a bonus tip that you can do to just um implement that uh, implement the, the tips that i already said on um recognizing okay that could be captured i would be losing that piece if i put my queen right there at that spot things of that nature all right hopefully this was helpful actually this is h1 i know it was helpful hey listen to this again <laughs> next segment Are you looking for a good quality chess set for playing at home with friends or family? Or maybe you need a good quality chess set for chess clubs and competitive tournaments. Well, if you need both of those, then the House of Staunton might be right for you. The House of Staunton has built a reputation of nicely crafted chess pieces, chess boards, and chess sets. Not only do they have luxurious handcrafted chess sets that were even used at the Candidates Tournament, but they have affordable sets for an everyday chess player. So here's the deal by each one. If you use my coupon code CHESSKNOWLEDGE with all caps at www.houseofstaunton.com, you can get your first purchase 10% off. That is using my coupon code CHESSKNOWLEDGE at www.houseofstaunton.com. You can get your first purchase off 10%. Okay, there you go. Thank you for listening. Hey, so since you made it this far, all I would just like to ask for is a follow so that you can stay notified on my future episodes. And if you follow, that's like giving me a physical high five. So there you go. You're you're there. You met me. We're cool. We're Gucci. But anyway, thank you for choosing this episode. Thank you for choosing the podcast in general. And until next time.